Hello and welcome to Too Fit to Be Tied. Where we talk about health from a variety of perspectives. Emotional health. Mental health. Physical health. And spiritual health. My name is Jerome. And I'm your co-host, Constance. All right, an episode of Too Fit to Be Tied right after Thanksgiving. So how was your Thanksgiving, Constance? I had a great Thanksgiving. How about you? I, it, was, it was great. I, I cook and have my family over, so it's a lot of work. I basically just did nothing the Friday afterward, but it, but it was fun. Well, you know I enjoy doing it. It's a lot of work, but I enjoy doing it. That's good. That's how, about, good. how about you? Um, I did not do anything for it. I just went to my <laughs> okay. I just showed off. And the next day at Black Friday, I actually went to the mall like a crazy person and tried to fight the crowds. It was insane. Did you go? What what time did you go? Did you go early it was in the like morning? Eleven, eleven ish. Okay. Yeah, it was it was interesting. So that's I, what I, I never did. understood the people that get up at. No, no, no. I was I actually went because I just had nothing else to do, and I was like, you know what? It's a free day, and I think I trained to a couple people, and I was like, I'm gonna go to the mall. I didn't have my son with me, otherwise I wouldn't have gone. And I was like, trying oh. to enjoy my shopping experience. It's kind of hard to do on Black Friday. And you, you, but you thought that would be an enjoyable experience. I thought it would be enjoyable. It wasn't terrible, but it wasn't fun. Okay. Like you had to want something so bad to stand in those lines. Yeah. You know, and I needed to get my son a like a Christmas outfit, so I did stand in thirty person deep line. I did stand in line for oh it. Oh my god! To get thirty percent off, I was like, honestly, I'll just pay the regular price. Just like let me go first, please. Um. But other than that, it was fine. You know, okay. it was just a relaxing free day. Didn't have to really work hard, and it was nice. Didn't have okay. to clean up like the rest of you. So it was good. <laughs> the rest it of was you. good. Well, I'm glad you didn't get trampled in a in a, a Black Friday. <laughs> <laughs> I did not get trampled. <laughs> okay. Well, that's because you're here. Uh huh. All right. So, um, what are we talking about today? Oh, today we're talking about you. I finally know. Yay! We're There's, talking about me. We're talking about you. You know how I like to talk about myself. Yeah. So, um, and, and they all know too. I'm being facetious. So, um, so we did a while back, we did Jerome's story and it turned into a two part episode where we kind of went through my past. And I think we talked about my parents and my upbringing and all those sorts of things. And we dissected your story. We got to know a little bit about you and we learned a lot yeah. actually. And I, th- and it's one of the more popular. Those are some of the Those more popular Those are the more episodes. popular ones. So we'll see so, you know what. We'll compare I, I think, I think you were jealous. That you, you were like. <laughs> I was like, well, I want to tell my story. Yeah, I want to tell my story. I want to get our ratings up. Are, are you going to be sad if it's not as I popular? Am. Of course. Okay. You know how I am. I'm very competitive. <laughs> very competitive. Well. So tell your friends to listen, everybody. Please share this episode. I'm going to need as many listeners as, as we can, please. Uh-oh. So, well, oh, okay. Never, <laughs> never mind. I was going to say maybe another bet, but we'll, we'll. Yeah, we could. We could. We could. We have more listeners now, though. And we also could use. Oh, that's true. But yeah, so it's kind of not fair. Okay, fine, fine. There'd have to be. Some, I won't bet you bourbon. It's fine. There'd have to be a, a, you know, a line. No, forget it. I'd have to have points. Yeah. No, forget it. Let's okay. just move on. All right. All right. So, Constance's story. So we're going to start your story. Before your story. Okay. 
with your, let's start with your parents. Okay. And then we may jump back into your grandparents. You may go back another generation. All right. We'll start so with that. Tell me about your, start with your dad. Your dad, where? You know, I don't know a lot about my dad. My mother and my father were 20 years apart. My dad was 20 years older. He had already had a family of six and a wife when he met my mother. And um, that's really all I know. I mean, I think, I, I think his, par- his parents were hard on him, and he was a perfectionist for sure. Um, I think only until recently did I really kind of try to have to think back to some of the stories he told. And I think that he was expected to be a perfectionist, and that was his definition of success. And I think that that played a big role in his parenting, so to speak. Okay. Um, And so how did your mom and dad meet? Um, My mother, from what I know, walked into his—he owned a furniture store, and she walked in to buy furniture, and then— they ended up, like, I guess, uh, seeing each other after that. Oh, uh, okay. Um, I don't know the, the exact details. Okay. I, I just um, And then, so, you talk about your father being a perfectionist. Was, that's how he was. Did you, is that how his parents were? I think so. I don't know. Okay. Because, remember, I didn't even meet his parents because he was so much older. Oh, right, right, So I didn't get to meet them. So So how how did that perfectionism manifest in his life? uh, He used to tell me he had to play the trumpet because he was a trumpet player. He would have to play it and practice two hours a day before his mother would let him go outside. And there were certain things that he had to do um, before he could basically enjoy any of his free time. You know, he had to do his homework and he had to get certain grades and he had to, you know, write a bunch of words in a notebook that he didn't, you know, know or understand. And then he had to go find out what those words were. And he was just, I don't know if some of these like weird things were things he just did out of fun or if his parents made him do it, but he was very methodical in certain things. Like he wrote till the day he died. He wrote in a notebook exactly what he spent on a newspaper. If he was on vacation, you, I mean, I still have notebooks that he would go on vacation and he would write everything he spent and it's not like he didn't, he wasn't budgeting. He just wanted to know and wow. keep a record. So he was just, that was the hit, that was just how he was. So I'm not really okay. sure if that was ingrained in his sort of psyche or if he just was odd like that. Um, now, he, he owned a furniture store, but he was also a musician. Did you yes, tell me that? Right. That's where your love of jazz Oh, from. <laughs> yeah. That is where my hatred for jazz comes in. Um, so... So his his mother made him play the trumpet for two hours before he could go outside. Yes. But yet he still Every continued day. to play the trumpet. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's not necessarily a question for you. It's a question of, so he didn't necessarily hate the trumpet. No, he didn't. He loved it. Are you kidding? He didn't pick me up from school half the time because he was busy playing his trumpet. Wow. Where this is. <laughs> he was like, he was like is... I got to play the trumpet for two hours before I can do anything. Yeah. So. <laughs> So, you- so there I was, seven years old, walking home from school in a blizzard. But, you know, no big deal. And that is why I hate jazz, just for the record. Um, now, my mother, on the other hand, came. I do know where she came from. I knew my grandparents. She came from an Italian mother and a Greek father, which, just for the record, doesn't mix. Okay? And okay. Her, her father was very absent and um, was out doing his own thing. And, his, and her mother was an alcoholic. My grandmother was, I guess, a severe, severe alcoholic where she would 
my mother really had to kind of take over and cook and clean. And she took over the duties of, you know, what a mother would do as a young child. And that is the upbringing that she had. Was she the oldest of a number yeah, of siblings? Yeah, she, she just had one other brother. So she also took care of him? I, from what I understand, yes. Okay. In so many ways. Um, I think she was busy taking care of my grandmother, who was always drunk. Is really oh, more oh, got the, it. Got it. She became the caretaker for... Correct. Correct. The, um, who was the boxer? That was my grandfather. Um, that was your my mother's, mother's father. father? yeah. Okay. Because in, in Constance's fitness studio, there's a picture of her grandfather in this boxer's stance. He and looks he's like, like a, 4'11", and he's like ripped, and he's like looks like he could kill somebody. He, he does. That's I where mean, I get he, my skills from. Even, <laughs> even if he was 4'11", you, it looks like a dude you'd go... Yeah, I'm not. I'm yeah. not going to mess with him. Yeah. So that was, yeah, he was a very angry man, very like, you know, just she came from a, you know, it's it's interesting because looking back, she definitely did try to do better than what she had. And so she really didn't have much to work with. Yeah. So she didn't do I, great. But let's just say she tried to do better than what she did, what she had. I kind of think that, I mean, at the very least, I think that's what, most parents do. Correct. You know, even even if they, I don't have kids, I have to keep reiterating that, but, you know, even I think if you get it wrong, you are trying to do better than you did. I mean, we were talking, not to put it back on me, but we were talking about Here. spankings or, or uh-huh. something, and, and I got spankings, and people would look at that now and go, oh my God, that's child abuse, but my spankings were not as severe as my parents got, right. so they thought, well, I need to spank them, but I'm not going to do that. So they feel like they're doing better than, and I, I did not feel like it was abuse, but you know, that's just the way things are now, but they felt like they were doing better, you know? And, and I think in, well, in some ways, I think most parents are trying to do a little better. Yes. And sometimes what they, their starting point is, you know, just so in the red that you... I think where the issue lies, though, is that, like, my mother would bring it up a lot. That's why I know so much about her past, because she would use it. Like, you think I'm a bad mother? You think I'm, you know, if I was unhappy mm-hmm. with her, let's say, mothering skills or her decisions or whatever, if I if I had any opinion on her mothering in any age of my, you know, life, it was always ingrained that I didn't have what she had. And it, so the bar was set very low, but it was, I'm not an alcoholic, you know, mother. Like, she would always put her mother down and say, I'm not that. Uh, you could have had worse. <clears throat> like, now, you should you should Be thankful be for yeah. what you have. Um, so when you, when you look at how your mother was, can you see a direct connection between how your grandmother and grandfather were? And, and if you do, and how, how did that influence the way you think she turned out? You know, I think she just had so much anger and resentment toward her own parents that it really played a role in her own parenting. You know, I mean, I, and I can, when you parent, as a parent, mm-hmm. you you see a lot of things in your own history, in your own past, in your own, you know, way of being parented through the eyes of your own children. Because you don't know what it's like to be a parent or be in that situation until mm-hmm. you are. And then you're like, huh. It makes you realize a lot about your parents and the way that you were parented. And so I think that she just had a lot of anger and resentment. And I think probably watching us grow up sort of gave, 
fed into her anger because she was deprived of a lot of basic needs and love. And instead of fueling that into maybe being a loving, kind mother, it, it almost sort of did the opposite, if that makes sense. It fueled her yeah. inner child and in not getting what she wanted, if that so makes any sense. Oh, she was trying to get what she felt like she was, instead of saying, okay, I'm the parent now, she was trying to get what she felt like she was missing. Yes, from her kids. Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I felt like we had a lot of responsibility in filling a lot of holes in my mother's sort of heart. And we never could do a good enough job. Wow. And that is the big theme in my life was like, we just weren't good enough. You know, like we, we tried to make her happy. We tried to, I mean, Mother's Day, for example, was always a shit show because it, we didn't do enough or, you know, the card wasn't, even to the day she died. I mean, the presents that we gave her, or mainly me, you know, weren't um, good enough. And the card I wrote, what I wrote in the card wasn't good enough. And, but sometimes you would, you, you, you might be good enough. And then you got like a tidbit, you got like a crumb and you were like, oh my God, yes, you- I did great. And then you, you did, though, rep- try to kill her on, on Mother's Day. <laughs> no, no, that was Christmas. Oh, that was Christmas. Okay. The holiday straight. Oh, sorry. Okay. You'll have to revert back to that episode. Hey, I if think I'm want. doing pretty well to remember <laughs> all that. Um, so I think that that is a lot of why my parents were the way they were, you know? They because, were, of their, because of their upbringing. So you have a perfectionist and you have a very unhappy, angry, resentful mother. And those two get together and kind of and create a very toxic environment, a very toxic relationship. I grew up with, you know, I, I have a, an extremely, like a, a hatred for cigarette smoke. And Mm -hmm. my parents would smoke in the house and it bothered me. I had allergies and they didn't care. The doctor would be like, you have to stop smoking in the house. She's constantly getting sick. They didn't give a shit. They thought it was bullshit. And the cigarette smoke signified the toxicity that honestly filtered through my entire childhood Um, from police getting called because my parents were fighting to, and it wasn't like physical. I mean, I don't, I don't ever think it was physical. It was just arguing. Arguments that were loud enough that somebody thought, with with this neighbors that were calling the police? I don't even know. You know what? I don't know. You didn't call the police. No, I was, no, I would just hide in my room and be like, oh my God, I am so completely mortified that this is happening in my family. Um, but it was constant fighting, or they didn't speak for six months, um, and they would just they would communicate through us, and we, my brother and I, were the ones that would be like, "Well, sh- she said, pass the butter, bitch," and <laughs> um, she he said, "Hey, asshole, uh, get it yourself." Like we'd be like, eh, we'd be the go between. Wow, that's a that's a lot to put on children. Yes, so we we had a very. You know, here's the thing. I will tell you, I, in a nutshell, I always had self-esteem. Shockingly, coming from this family, I had shock. I had self-esteem. I did. I knew my parents loved me, but they didn't love me the way I needed them to love me. And I also felt a, a major void in my heart. And I didn't. I had self-esteem. I didn't have self-worth. That's the main point that I can point out. I remember okay. being a child and being like wanting to be in my mom's lap, like always wanting to be on her or like mm-hmm. hugging her or, 
And I remember trying to crawl on her. And she's like, if this, and she, I remember her looking at my sister and saying, I mean, I was probably three, maybe four. And she was like, if this girl could crawl back in, she would. And I remember learning that that was not okay. Like that, that being on her lap was not okay and wanting that, being, that time yes. to. Physical touch was not okay. And I mm. learned to put that aside. I, I mean, I don't think I learned that that was important to me until I was in my late thirties. Um, and so that was, to me, it was, I, I had, I knew that that was not okay. And that is not how I was going to get love in my home. Mm. And so, you know, another one of my love languages is words of affirmation. And I knew how to get that. I was a good student. I would look pretty, you know, and that was important to my parents. So like if I, you know, made sure I'd wear my dresses and I did my hair and I always look cute and I let my mom dress me and, you know, so, that was how I got the, my love from them. So do you think that's where the, because you said you had self-esteem, but not self-worth. Yes. So do you feel like the self-esteem that you had sort of came from your parents saying, oh, you look really nice or you got really good grades or I looked things. like, so I looked like my mother. And so I got a lot of accolades for that. You're just like okay. me, you're a chip off the old block. You're so pretty. She saw that in me. Mm-hmm. And so had I looked maybe more like my father, I might not have gotten that. I know my sister looked like her father and she definitely didn't get that. So oh, your, your mother would say these things because she saw this image of herself. Yes. And so she liked, she liked, that. <laughs> she liked seeing herself. So I got a lot of, you know, kind of perks for that. From her? From her. Okay. Yes. So that was a big, but that is true. So that was, that was your way of kind of getting love from your mother. Yes. I knew how to like try to get love and I, I walked that line. But you know, once you hit a certain age and you have feelings and thoughts and beliefs and you know, you are no longer a cute little girl and you no longer resemble what my mother thought was her. Mm-hmm. And so you've got your own thoughts and ideas. You're, yeah, and you're your own yeah. person. That's when she whatever age that is, say, you know, I don't know, nine, 10. Yes. That's when things change. Okay. And it's, I think it was like that for all of us. And there's my, myself, my brother, my sister. And so at that age, you're not cute. You don't look like her. You don't act like her anymore. You, you know, start mm-hmm. to become a little bit disobedient in, you know, quote unquote terms. And that is when you are now working for love. You don't just get love because you're cute and you look like her. Mm-hmm. You have to earn the love. And then and this is how you earn, like with the good grades or? So I learned how, I learned that I had to get good grades and I had to be a good student and I knew I would get love that way. And, um, but it became increasingly more difficult the older I got because, you know, you can only do so much with your good grades. You know, then you have your own beliefs or then you want to hang out with friends or, and you're starting to, you know, uh, naturally. You're, you're becoming more independent. So. And that was frowned upon. And yeah. so, you know, I remember my mother talking a lot to me when I was more kind of hitting like puberty and like kind of heading into sort of, you know, seventh, eighth grade. She would call me a whore. She would call me a pig. That was like the worst one. Um, she would tell me all I think about is boys. And that was actually not true. I mean, I think I, I thought about boys as much as any seventh or eighth grader, you know? And then you're real first thought about what you, you were going to be a nun. 
I was going to be a nun, so I don't know what happened. Like, <laughs> I'm not thinking about boys. I want to go into the convent because I am all about God. I really was. You're, you're going to be married to Jesus. I was <laughs> so about God. And then, you know, she just, a lot of it, I look back, I think she put a lot of the way she was, she deflected that onto me. And I'm like, I'd be like, why does she think I talk, I think about boys? Well, I come to find out, actually, my mother was like that. I learned from a cousin oh, that she was very much like that. Okay. Um, and she was very flirtatious with boys. And I mean, if you know, if you know me, you know that like you'll see me out. I'm just not, I've never been like that. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I've never been that way. Um, and I certainly wasn't like that as a young, you know, sort of tween or teen um, as well. And so Oh, so she probably at the age that she's given you a hard time. Her mother maybe gave her a hard time for for doing those things, and she just yeah projected it onto exactly. you. Exactly. Okay. I think I didn't. I, I was always confused as a kid because I'm like, why is she saying this? And then I realized as an adult, like it was a lot of projection. Um, whatever she was told by her mother, she must have just pushed it onto me because none of that stuff was true. And mm-hmm. you know, I became a teenager. My parents ended up getting divorced. I they started getting divorced. I think I was like in eighth grade. Um, and it was one of the most horrific divorces. I would challenge anybody and anybody's story um, in terms of just financially and just emotionally. These two were, they were a disaster married. You could only imagine the divorce process. And so they ended up um, divorcing. And I mean, I, could, I couldn't live with my mother anymore. I was a teenager and I was, I just couldn't do it. I mean, we would get into physical altercations and she would accuse me of doing drugs, of sleeping with boys. And like, I wasn't doing any of that. And mm-hmm. I ended up doing it because I was like, well, fuck it. She already thinks <laughs> I'm doing drugs and she already thinks I'm sleeping around. I mean, honestly, what's mm-hmm. the reason to not, you know? So I think You're that- be a nun. Well, <laughs> I gave up that whole thing and went the completely opposite route. So I figured, well, she already thinks I'm this, so I might as well just be that. So, so they get divorced. You live with your father. I actually end up going, going, end up with a living with a cousin for a year because my oh, mom. Wow. Okay. She moved to Vegas with our neighbor, who she ended up like being, like that was her boyfriend, which was super weird. And then they. Interesting. Wait, okay, so so your parents are married. Mm-hmm. They get divorced. They get divorced. And then she ends up dating the neighbor. And how far away did the neighbor live? <laughs> like three houses. I don't know. Three houses. <laughs> okay. I mean. So, I, you know, I'm, my, part of me wonders, okay, was this in the works No, I don't think. I really don't. A lot of people ask that. I don't. Okay. I do not believe that. My, da- my dad was extremely, extremely verbally and emotionally abusive to my mother, but she was also the same to him. So to tell mm-hmm. you, to feel bad for one of them, I can't. They were both so toxic. And they both put so much of that toxicity into their kids. It was a, it was a Wait, horrible how, situation. How long were they married? So you were in eighth grade. So you were, what, like 12? Yeah. They were married, like, I don't know, at all in all, maybe 20 years. Oh, wow. So they they yeah, lasted 20 years. Yeah, and they should not with have. With that toxicity. Oh, yeah. I remember thinking, God, now, help, please get them divorced. Like, please let them get divorced. They, we, we begged for it. Actually, I remember her telling me. I was so excited. I was wow. like, thank God. Um. And you have a brother. Mm-hmm. Is he, he's younger or older? Yeah, he's two years younger. Two years younger. Um, how do you think, or, or, or do you know, how did their relationship affect him? 
And that, do you think it affected him the same way as no, it affected you? No, it's way different. He is oblivious and in denial as to any sort of, he will tell you he had the best childhood in the world. And he is, I don't think he remembers anything, to be honest. Like, I think if you asked him, he would almost make something up because mm-hmm. he wants, he has to believe that. He is not a, he's just not a strong enough person to be able okay. to come to terms with the actual truth and the reality. Okay. Okay. So I think it affected him actually way more. Like, um, I can talk about it. I, I am still healing from it all, you know? I mean, do, uh, do you think that because your mother saw you as an image of her, that she kind of took a lot of stuff out on you um, and maybe didn't on him? Or? No, 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 no. Oh, I, he, he got the same as you oh, did. Oh, I got he, the best of it. I was definitely like what they would call the golden child. I got the least, and I knew, remember, I was also, I, wait, I walked wait, how, how are you defining golden child? I was, well, no, I mean, I was like the favorite. Let's, let me. Oh, okay, you're right. okay. You're okay. right, I have wrong verbiage. I was the favorite, my mother's favorite, because okay. I was so much like her. Yeah. So um, now my father, on the other hand, favored my brother because he was like a musical genius and he was very into that. I mean, my father would push, I remember I had a friend over, I don't know if I ever told the story on the podcast, but um, I had a friend over one time and I think I used the last of the orange juice. If I'm not mistaken, that's what the problem was. And I think I was pouring the orange juice for a friend that was over. You know, I was just being a good host, and I used the last of it. And I think my dad was mad about that. And we had about 24 stairs going downstairs, all linoleum. And he was mad and pushed me down the stairs. What? Did I never tell you that story? I've never heard that story before. Yeah. I've heard I've heard some and of this, I mean, I've heard a lot of the stories. I've never heard that story before. Yeah, pushed me down oh the stairs. God. And I went flying and my I mean now I have to I was more it wasn't the fact that he pushed me down the stairs. I had to explain to this friend of mine, and I'm probably in fifth or fifth grade maybe, and I have to explain to her why that just happened. Holy shit. And I totally was like, you know, dads. I mean, my dad and she was just horrified. Like why would someone do that? I was like, oh, no big deal. I had to just sweep it under the rug. Wow. Yeah. And never, it was never talked about, and nobody ever said anything. And it was just like we moved on. And things like that would happen frequently. You know, if my father was upset, which happened a lot, mm-hmm. and, and not with me, not because I did anything wrong. He was just maybe in a bad mood that day. It would be you'd get a slap across the face, or you'd, he'd pull your hair, or he was just very physically mean. Okay. So— so you're saying you would get these, he'd pull your hair, slap across the face, and you had no connection as to, oh, not that it was like the right thing, but, oh, I did something. He would just like. No, ask. no. I would be like, oh, I, I, you know, he'd be like, dummy. He would call me dummy or like, mm-hmm. you would screw up a two-car funeral or, you know, you're so stupid. You left. It was always like, he would find a reason. You know, he'd be like, you and, left that napkin on the table. Oh, and he'd blow something out of proportion. So, He's, yes. Yeah, so, okay. you never really understood as a kid, like, consequence in terms of, like, your consequence never matched the action. So, even if you did something very, very small, you know, mm-hmm. left the napkin on the table, the repercussion of that could be huge. It could be a push. Yeah. It could be a shove. It could be um, just telling you you're a fucking idiot. I mean, so you just, you know, you don't learn. Here's the point. You don't learn that, you know, 
big problems or big issues, big consequences. You just learn if you do anything wrong, there are big consequences no matter what. So you're just waiting for something to, to oh, yeah. go down. I mean, we would be beaten with a belt or, you know, I mean, my brother got a lot more of that than I did because he was actually not a good kid. Um, and I just learned I had to walk a straight line because, of course, I didn't want that stuff to happen. My mother would take a spoon and, you know, try to hit me with it. I mean, she was more of like just, it was more, honestly, for, for me, because my love language is physical touch, which I got none of. Words of affirmation, if you withheld your words of affirmation or you turned it around and ta- told me how horrible I was, that was more detri- detrimental than beating me with a belt, you know? So I got a lot uh, of verbal abuse because yeah. of whatever reason. Some of these things we're going to, I want to maybe circle back around. Mm-hmm. So a lot, you know, I've heard, I've heard two different things of like when people choose partners. I don't know if either of them are or true, or I, th- I think in some ways they kind of come into play in a, a number of people's lives, but I, I don't think it's like a hard and fast rule. The first one is your adult relationships or your romantic relationships will resemble your relationship with the parent with whom you had the most unfinished business. Okay, so that's that's one. Okay. I I've always have a hard time saying that, but you get what I'm... Uh, yeah. You get what's yeah, yeah. And then the second one is girls will sort of choose partners who are like their fathers. Do you see one or the other of those? You know what? Here's the weird thing. Okay, you know how most girls say they're going to marry their fathers and like they're, you know, a lot of girls say that. Mm -hmm. I always said that about my mother. And they would laugh and think it was so weird because I'd be like, I want to marry my mother. I loved my mother. I would eat off her fork. I would not eat off my dad's. Like I skeeved him. Like he was like, I would... For some reason, you, you did what to him? You, I skeeved him. Like, okay, skeeve is like a Italian word for like, I was grossed out. Oh, you didn't? He he skeeved you? No, I skeeved him. I wouldn't eat off my father's fork. I wouldn't. Oh, you like, skeeved him? Okay, I thought okay. he had I didn't germs. Know how that word was used. Okay. Yeah, like, okay. but my mother, I was very much like, I would eat off her fork. I would kiss her on the lips. I would not do that with my father. So I don't. I had a weird, and I don't know the reason behind that. I had a, maybe because my mother was so um, controlling and so. She, I think as a kid, I was used for her happiness in a way, you know? Okay, okay, Um, yeah. And maybe that's why, but I had a much bigger attachment to my mom than I did my dad. And so I do believe that the relationships that I chose were much— now, first of all, remind mind you, if if you're listening to the podcast, I had two fucked up parents, okay? So, I mean, like, which one is the— lesser evil. I really don't. I couldn't tell you. Wait, and so you were never like daddy's princess, daddy's little girl? Never, never, never. Okay. If anything, he favored my brother and I was just there. I just co, you know, coexisted. Okay. He just was there and I was just there. It was always that way. And so this is how you felt about your mother, even though you weren't getting that physical touch from her. Do you, do you feel like you were you liked her so much because you were trying to to get that from her or or were there times where you felt like oh we just kind of you you guys just sort of hit it off well especially well, no. i guess when you hit were little off. i don't know hit it off i mean hit it off river. i mean but but i think I, mean, I i think a lot of my needs were met by only her you know i don't i don't really know if my father really even 
did much with me as a baby. You know, he was also very old school. I don't think he was that kind of father. Oh, that's the woman's job to take care of. I'm sure that's how it was. I'd have to actually ask around, but I don't see pictures of my dad constantly holding me or, you know, being like, he already had six kids. Like, what the (laughs) fuck was I? You know? Like, he's been there, done that. Like, here's just another one of them. I don't think he was not hands on. Let's put it that way. Okay. So I think I got a lot of my essential needs from my mother, and that's maybe why I gravitated so much toward her. But so even though she didn't give you, she didn't love you the way you needed to be loved. She did a better job than my dad. She got you got something from her, whereas you didn't get anything from your dad. Okay. So Mm -hmm. so you so the parent with whom you've had the most unfinished business. I suppose is is the of those two is the way you're gonna right. You would say. Right. I mean, right. so most of my relationships have re- resembled relationships with my mother. Um, I mean, really, oh. they're both toxic people. So, like, I mean, let's just group it all into one. I mean, I have okay. had many toxic relationships with people that resembled both of my parents, truly. Like a two-headed monster. Two-headed monster. That, those the are the people two, I pick. Two-headed, I don't, well, I don't mean to call your parents monsters. No, no, no. It's okay. Um, so, okay, so let's go to first boyfriend. Honestly, first boyfriend. You remember his name? Yeah, I do. His name is Alex. Well, okay. Coletti. I, I, I didn't know if you, Coletti. I, of course, it's well, Italian. I don't know if you, <laughs> I'm sure he wore well, I don't a know. Do, I mean, should we, should, we, should we bleep that out? Is that okay? No, it's to put okay. His name? I okay. Yeah, I don't care. Okay. Um, all right. All right. Was, what was he like? What? what how old? From were what you? I remember, I was 14. He was. Okay. He was actually very. He was very sweet. Honestly, okay. he was very nice to me, which is why I broke up with him. How old was he? He was probably 16. Okay, so a little bit older than you. Yeah. Um, which is the case a lot of times. I don't remember. And I mean, he probably was kind of a dick, too. I mean, in ways. I'm sure he was, because I probably wouldn't have stayed around well, for that. It's all relative, right? But no, I mean, I mean, he was could, very nice to me. No, okay, so, I mean, he could be nice to you, and he didn't necessarily have to be a dick, but if he's not a dick, and, you know, dicks are what you're used to, that's probably right. not a good way to say that. <laughs> um, if, he's, if, he's not, if he's not treating you bad, and you're used to being treated bad, you go... This feels weird. Yes. Well, I I need to get. It was uh, weird, and I remember thinking that, like, ugh, like, ugh, like. You thought he was soft. Any yes, any guy in high school. Let's just put it this way: any guy I dated in high school. And if you're listening, I am sorry, but you're probably a complete asshole because I only liked the asshole guys, and I mean, really, legitimately. But Alex Coletti was well. That's was a nice. Yeah, he was nice. But that's why I broke up with him. Okay. If you were nice, and I found out you were nice, I was like, ugh, like I was disgusted by it. Okay. I was like, ew. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, soft. he's soft. Okay. He's soft. He, would, you, <laughs> would you push me down the stairs? No. <laughs> <laughs> You're out. You're out. But okay. actually, I look back at some of the guys I dated. I'm like, oh, my God. Talk about not having self-worth. Like, I picked losers. Like, true losers. I didn't pick, like, captain of the football team. Although, you know, not that that says anything. But I definitely didn't go for that. I just must have thought I wasn't good enough for something like that. So I'd go, like... You know, guy in the corner that has a depression issue that like hates oh, wow. life and is going to be a jerk to me. That's who I'd pick. Okay. But he had he did have to be cute. Okay, and then I so- mean, I had some standard. <laughs> <laughs> you, you had a bar. He had to be kind of hot. Yeah, yeah. Your bar wasn't on the ground. You had a you had a bar. Um. So that was uh, okay. So fourteen. Alex Coletti. Next. Uh, so remember, my break- parents are t- or my mother at least is telling me. All I do is think about boys, and she would call me a whore, and she would assume that I was, like, sleeping with somebody. If I lied, like, if I lied, and, and this has happened, 
I would lie and say I was at like my friend's house, but really we were at some boy's house, you know, like a mm-hmm. bunch of girls. Oh, my mother was definitely calling me a whore and insinuating in a very, very clear and concise way that I was having sex. Okay. And like, I'd want to throw up because I'd be like, Ugh. like how, like the word sex, when she would say it would be mm-hmm. so disgusting to me. And it's not what was happening. Which she assumed breath. It. it was just like, just. <laughs> this is hot. <laughs> All right. Um. And so I was like, so at this point, I'm a senior in high school. And I'm like, well, whatever. Like, might as well just mm-hmm. do. She doesn't give a shit. You know, she already yeah. thinks I am. Like, what am I? What do I have to prove? She, mm-hmm. always, she thought I was doing drugs. So fuck it. Might as well just do them. You know, okay. friends would offer them. I'm like, well, my parents already think I'm a loser. Might as well. Okay. So, do you care to elaborate on the drugs, or do we? Need no, to, I don't think that's okay. necessary. All right. Okay, all right. Just, <laughs> hey, I just you know, I don't, you know, I don't want to be accused of not asking. Why? Why don't you ask? Why don't you ask what kind of drugs she's done, and how many times, and how often, and when? Okay, so, um, okay, so the first boyfriend, too nice. You got rid of him. Start to date the losers. Yeah. Okay, and then, and are, then, are you? Do you see a pattern? You you look back and you see a pattern. Do oh, you yeah, see, not then, no. Not then. Then you're just like, oh, I, I just like that I like that the guy. bad boys because who doesn't? Yeah. So you're just like, oh, that dude's a bad boy. Yeah. Okay. And he's, and he's, and he's hot. He's you good. Know, that's, okay. That's all okay. that matters. Okay. And then this is- Very uh, shallow thinking, you know? Well, I mean, you're young. I mean, what, what are you right, going right, to do? That's right. depth comes with age. Yeah. Any interesting uh, relations between the first bad boy and- the first marriage. First, what, first marriage? No. You were, you were. Yeah, no, no. Oh, wait, was, so you were. I was dating him. I was 17 when I was dating him. He dating him. Your the first, first husband. husband. Okay. There's really not much to talk about with him. I mean, he was just like boring and, you know, very um, arrogant. And I think I, that was what attracted me, his arrogance. It reminded okay. me a lot of my mother. I don't think I, I put two and two together. Um, but I gravitated toward him. And then I ended up. How did you meet him? Um, through a guy that I was working with. Okay. He's a little bit older. Though. Yeah. Seven years older than I was. Okay. So he, uh, so you're 17. So I'm 17 and like, he's this, 24. Guy, this guy has a career and he's got, you know, money and we're going on real dates. Like mm-hmm. not what college kid dates are. You, could, you know, you could go to jail for that. Yeah. Right. You could have. Sure. I mean, okay. So did your, so what did, what did your parents say? They already thought I was a loser. Right. Remember? So they were like, I mean, so, I mean, I guess. You know, if if I had a daughter and she was seventeen, and this twenty four year old dude comes over, okay. But some, remember, okay, let's back it up. My mother lives in Vegas. She doesn't know what the hell. Oh, going she's in on. Vegas. Okay, so she doesn't know what's yes, going on. Yes, my father is old. Like at this point, he's had he, and he's so not, many strokes he's not involved and heart attacks. In, in he doesn't your, know what the hell's going on. You know what I mean? I'm oh, like, I probably okay. told him the guy was like nineteen. Who knows what I said? <laughs> he's he's in my social studies class. He's in school <laughs> with me. I who knows what I lied about and said at that point. You know, what? I was like, what? I didn't care. Like, I didn't care. <laughs> Why is he to wearing to... a suit and driving a Cadillac? <laughs> What's... <laughs> Actually, I think it was an Infinity. An Infinity. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, it's his parents. Yeah. They're uh, very wealthy. Um, anyways, so my parents already were like, you know, I mean, I was just surviving. Wait. So, so, so at this, so you don't. Nobody. You had nobody that said, "Hey," at, at the very least, "Hey." A parental figure that says, hey, this dude might be a little old. I mean, 24 and, no, and 17 from, listen, are. I also wasn't like, hey, come to Christmas. Hey, come to our Thanksgiving meal. I was just like dating some guy. I don't know. It's probably, who knows? I, I wasn't like serious about this guy. 
Okay. I was just like, Until you take him. me to some nice dinner. Until you said I do. Until I got pregnant. And then oh. I was like, fuck, I guess this guy's the one. Guess I'm marrying him. Wow. And so, so you get pregnant, and then how does that discussion go? Like With who? With him. It's like, well, I guess we're getting He's married He's like, well, I, we're, he, he was like, I'm going to do the right thing, and we're going to get married. And okay. I was like, yeah, that's totally what I think we should do. Like, yeah, I, I totally love you. I And ha- I mean, how did you feel? So what's going through your mind? So you, you I was freaked out as fu- I mean, I was so freaked out. I you can't even ask me what was going on in my mind because I was so just I didn't know what I was gonna do. I didn't have a family that I could be like, hey, can I come back home and raise this child? I mm-hmm. had no option. You know, I had the I mean, there's always oh. the option of not having the child, and I couldn't do it. Right. Remember, I was gonna be a nun. So, for me, that was not an option. So, and you can't be a nun anymore. <laughs> I think, <laughs> but right? I, you but can't. I still have that Catholic like guilt instilled in me. And I'm like, no, I have to have this baby. It's the right thing to do. And he was like, let's get married. And so we did. Now, I'll tell you for I'll tell you right now, it wasn't a it wasn't like we fought. It was just a very whatever. I mean, I I forced myself to try to love him. And, you know, you're 19? Like, what the hell do I know? And seven years later, I'm like, what the hell am I doing? You know, I lasted seven years. Um, so so was he, uh, how was he? Was he a bad boy or was he like the, he was not, a, was he a loser? Okay, so here, I can tell you how he is because I can, I really and truly can't remember because I was so young, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was so convinced that I was doing the right thing and this was going to be great and I, But, you, but you, you met him at 17. You were with him for two years. And then you got married. Oh, so wait, how old? No, were I got you? married when I was eighteen. Okay, so and you, Andrea, I had my daughter when I was nineteen. How long were you together before you got pregnant? Uh, I don't know, six eight, six months. Okay, maybe I have no idea. Six months sounds so, like, but right. you didn't meet him. You didn't. You weren't with him, and then went. Ah, uh, this guy is too whatever. I'm going to get rid of him and move on to the next bad boy. Or he had a car and a job. And no, he had like, a car and a job. So I was like, ah. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It's, I stuck what, around for a while. No, so. So what was it that made you go, okay, well, I'll hang out. I'll hang around with this guy for, for a bit. Before I got pregnant? Yeah. Well, I think it might have been the car and the job. Oh, oh, oh really? Oh, so, oh, I was right. <laughs> oh, I was joking. Pretty okay. sure it was yeah. just the car and the job, Jerome. Okay. That's about yeah. all I got okay. for you. Can you yeah. take me here? You okay. know, I'm 17. Right? So it's like, okay. you're cool. You're, I mean, how old? 18, 19, 21, 24 years old? Like, that was cool. Okay. Oh, okay. it was cool to date an older guy. That yeah, had, like, uh, that had a car and a job, right? Okay. Like, that was cool. And so as you're, as you're getting married, so you decide you're going to get married, or he says he's going to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. You're like, I have no other options. Yeah. Are you, like, excited, you know, as as brides-to-be sometimes are. I mean, oh my God, sure, I'm going to pick out my myself, dress. And a, of and, course. Okay. I talk myself into it. Okay. So, of course, you could talk yourself into anything. Okay. You could be excited about a new job opportunity until you start day one, yeah. right? And no, okay. Because you have this thought of what it's going to be like. And not the reality of what it is right. like. Okay. You have no idea. Got it. Okay. I mean, so I will tell you this. I see him a lot through my daughter's eyes now. She's 21, and I get to see a lot of his manipulation Tactics, mm. a lot of his control. Um, if she's good, she is treated very, very, very well. Very well. If she's bad, she is treated like fucking dirt. And that. So he's like your mom. He is my mom. Yeah. Wow. Yes. So I see that. I can tell you that now. I can't tell you a lot about like what life was like 
for those seven years being married because I honestly think I just went through the motions and I just tried to survive. I was in survival mode. I mean, I'm 19 years old with a newborn. My friends are out partying hard and getting wasted every weekend, and I'm just trying to keep a newborn alive. So I was in probably shock, to be honest with you, for a lot of a lot of the beginning years. And then I just tried to coast and tried to survive. And I knew I wasn't happy and I knew I didn't want to be with him. And I was trying to find an out. Okay. And so when, tell me about leading up to and what happened before you guys got divorced. Um, well, I was trying to tell him I wasn't happy and he was like, we're going to boot camp, marriage boot camp. I'm like, I'm not doing any of that with you. I'm not interested. Like, I Mm -hmm. don't want to be married. And um, then I met my second ex-husband. And um, I basically kind of transitioned from the first marriage into the second relationship. Wow. Okay. So this is... Okay, so... Now, just list the people listening. I I tell this story as honest as I can because... Maybe we should stop it right there okay. and then pick it up okay. in part two. Okay. You've got I something like I like it. that people need to know mm-hmm. in, in part two. Because you just wanted to do two parts because I did two parts. <laughs> right. <laughs> and we'll, we'll, okay. Um, so uh, so we'll, we'll pick that up and continue with Constance's journey. See you in part two. See you in part two. So for Too Fit to be Tied, I'm Jerome. I'm Constance. And we'll see you in part two. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) 